Hey everyone, it's day three of this week of Water and Power. We're reading two chapters today, 2 Kings 2 and then Matthew 3. So we're just going to jump in because there's a lot of stuff. Uh, so the first is the transition of power from Elijah to Elisha. Uh, and this is happening in the time of the kings. And since we read Joshua, uh, the transition of power from Moses to Joshua, you'll notice a lot of similarities. Right, so Elijah is the OG prophet. Um, mm-hmm. He's the one, who, if you remember, he's the one who did the whole competition with the prophets of Baal where they said whoever God brings down fire is the true God and he's the one who like owned them. And it's like, God, would you just eat all this fire with fire even the water and like yeah that's like crazy right and uh the same way that moses was taken um not although not he died his body was taken uh, we see here that elijah is going to be taken as well by a chariot of fire that's crazy but we don't have time to go into that uh the interesting thing here is the symbol that is used which is parting water, water. uh specifically even um parting the Jordan, which is the same, same body as of Joshua. water as Joshua. Mm-hmm. And so we see actually two partings, right? We see Elisha and Eli- Elijah and Elisha going across and then Elisha himself coming back. And this is obviously a very clear reference to Joshua and it's an indication that, hey, this is the person whom you are going to follow, right? That Elisha follows Elijah, but when he returns, it's a symbol that, okay, now we're going to follow Elisha. Right. So remember, during the times of the kings, most of the kings were bad. And so uh, they weren't really the spiritual leaders of Israel and or Judah. It was more of the prophets during this time. The other interesting thing to think about is for uh, all of the parting of of the waters, like, like we saw in Noah, there was a picture of where you are going. You're going into a new era. In Moses, part of the Red Sea, you are leaving Egypt and you are going into the promised land. For Joshua, you are leaving literally, the wilderness. Yeah, you're, literally. You're, you're, you're leaving the wilderness and you're entering the promised land. Um, and here we see what does Elijah get to see? Because he does cross the Jordan, but he's actually going to see something else as a picture of a destination. It's heaven. It's heaven. Okay, so he sees heaven, but he does have to return. Um, now, we do want to quickly mention the, some of the few things that happened at the end. Um, One he, of the most controversial sections of the Bible, actually. Yes, and we'll give you two, actually, different um, interpretations of that this. That are similar. That are similar. Yeah. That they can coexist. Um, and so, well, before we get to that, the first is he turns water, uh, bad water, into good water. Now, this is very clearly a reference to Masa and Meribah uh, and the grumbling people right after they cross the Red Sea. They mm-hmm. find um, bad water in, uh, I believe it's Exodus 15, um, and they grumble against Moses and he turns it into good water. And so that's like, and that's again, is a symbol of, you know, like the cleansingness and the power of God, right? Turning bad water right. into good water. And that the power of Elijah that's been passed to Elisha is the same God who did the miracles for Moses. Mm-hmm. And can you guys think a time in the New Testament when water was turned, good water was turned into something even greater? Mm-hmm. And we'll get to that in a bit. Um, before we get there, so there's the thing about the little kids who get eaten by bears. So for me, okay, I'll give you the first, uh, the first way that we can see this is we've already seen uh, an allusion to Moses mm-hmm. and that there's 
clearly a continuation of the covenant. Well, Moses, after that water and all that stuff, there's another event that happens before he gets to Mount Sinai, and that is the battle with Amalek, the famous one where they hold up his arms for victory. And the reason why that was important was it was also a reference to the Abrahamic covenant, because Abrahamic covenant was that they would you'll be my people and I will bless the nations through you but he also says and I will curse those whom who curse you and so for me I think this is a allusion to that to say that this is the providence of God but it is also the covenant of God continuing right and another version um like interpretation that I read uh, that I thought was interesting was this idea that um, first of all, the translation, depending on what version you say, might say like small boys or youths. Um, most people say that probably weren't actually small boys. They don't know why they translated it so weirdly. It's like teenagers. Yeah, it's like te- or, or even a little older, young. like 20s, like young adults. Um, but also this idea that, you know, these people were jeering at Elisha to also leave. Like, we don't want you. These people were probably uh, worshippers of like a false prophet at a false altar and um, that's why they were saying, go up, you bald head, which is a reference even to the front of the chapter where they talk about Elijah being the head. Um, and so, uh, not to say that, you know, this, there's a clear, clean answer and it is a jarring passage. I think it's supposed to be right. It's right. supposed to be something where you're like, what, like, how could this be? But like David Panda so eloquently put it, um, in our comments yesterday, right? Like, when we, you know, see crazy things like this happen, like the hardening of Pharaoh's heart or who hardened it, you know, like we see these Egyptians just all being killed by the Red Sea. Like we might see like, oh, wow, this is a God who is terrible, who is cruel and unjust. And yet when we can also see the sacrifice that he made through his son, Jesus, we have to see God as a whole, um, who, yes, a God who is just, but a God who is also merciful. Okay. And, but the main things to take away from this is we see a passing of leadership. We see that Elisha is now the one that you're going to follow, that this is not a new thing, that it is a reference to Moses and Abraham. It's a continuation of the covenant. This is the guy you're going to follow, and this is where you're going. You are going to that same place that Elijah is going to be taken up. Oh, that's what you're... Jason's like telling me to hurry, but I realize it's because we have another chapter to do. Sorry, guys. Okay. <laughs> Too bad. Extra long. So now if you go to Matthew chapter 3, we're going to see another parting. Um, and, and another this, passing. In the same river, right? And this the is, Jordan. This is Jordan. And this is Jesus coming to be baptized. We see Moses, no, we see um, John the Baptist alluding to Abraham as our father, right? Oh, but he's, yeah, yeah. he's telling them, right, it's not just that physicalness, right? It is the covenant that is coming of repentance. Um, and, uh, but uh, John the Baptist is also saying, I'm not the right leader for you to follow. Exactly, which is why we don't see him ever really spreading right. any water. He's going to say, there is another leader that you are going, that is supposed to be the one you're going to follow. This person comes, he gets baptized, and instead of the waters parting from one shore to the other, what do you see? The heavens were opened. The heavens part, and instead of simply a person coming back, we see... The Spirit of God descending, descending like a what? What like did we read earlier from this week? Noah and a voice from heaven that says, "What? Belo- this is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased." Or maybe another thing that God is trying to say is, "This is who you're supposed to follow. follow. 
This is who you're supposed to follow, and this is where he's taking you. He's not just taking you to the other side of the shore. He's taking he's you taking to heaven. He's taking you directly to heaven. Right, we saw Elijah and Elisha saw it, right? They, I mean, eventually they couldn't actually see Elijah anymore because he was taken up into these clouds. But here we actually see the heavens parting. That's, that must have been amazing. Right. And another quick note that we've established, right? The first miracle that Moses does after he parts the Red Sea is he turns bad, bad water. water into good water. The first miracle that Elisha does when he parts the Jordan is he turns bad water into good water. Do any of you know what the first miracle Jesus does which, after he is baptized? Which is what I mentioned earlier. He turns just good water, water's good, good water into, into wine, into the, into the wine. divine. Divine wine. And so what we see here is still that continuation that... You will that the nations will be blessed, but whereas before it was simply a restoration, this is going to be Jesus is going to be a glorification. Mm. And to me, the reason why I love the the children that curse is because that miracle is absent for Jesus. Because for him, right, that there is going to be a curse for the cursed. But who's the curse gonna fall on? Not on us who curse God, but on God Himself who's going to become the curse for us. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. I love teaching Guys, this passage. Uh, I know it took a little longer than usual. But, but weren't I you, hope it aren't, really were you like, mind. why are these two chapters together? But now you know. So I hope this blesses you uh, and have a great conversation as well. Bye. The comments. Bye. Bye.